This week on Penguin Stuff, is there a new leader in the prediction race? Does Jari keep his number one spot as the Penguins goalie? And who is Andrew's number one in the power rankings? All this and more on episode 13 of the Penguin Stuff podcast. Welcome back to Penguin Stuff. I am Andrew. And I am Jim. And welcome to our extended prediction episode. As episode you, 13. Sorry, didn't even talk over As it. you know, we will be gone next week. We will not be dropping the podcast this next week because of Christmas. So you will not have your full, full helping of Penguin Stuff and Penguin's Stuff. This is true. But... There will be a double portion of Penguin Stuff, episode 14. Part one and part two. There will part be two one parts. and part two, yes. So. Because we'll be covering two weeks of games, and it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see where we're going. Now, we will see where we're going. I was informed today that our prediction race is going to be split in two. That we're going to do punishment, if there is any, over on Instagram. So if you're not following on Instagram, go do that now. Stop the podcast. Okay, they just went and okay. followed us on Instagram. Thank, so thank you for going and following us on Instagram. That was that very was nice of you. Uh, Penguin Stuff Official. I just realized I didn't tell you where it was. So, I mean, there's a link well, in then, the podcast. Well, then maybe so. they haven't. So maybe we should give them There's another. a link in the podcast. Go click it now. All right, welcome okay. back. All right, now that that's taken care of, let's dive into the predictions for from last week. Okay, one, one thing, one thing that I'm not, I'm noticing, there's, there's no duct tape up here. There's no duct tape. Yeah, there's, there's right here. Right here. No, that's, that's an empty, that's an empty roll of there's duct tape. tape right here. Ah, good man, good man. I'll take that. I'm not one to shy away from my butt. You know, I'm okay with. You're not one to shy away from your butt. Punishment. Gosh. Oh, I thought you. Said. You know, looking back at it, it was kind of stupid of me to think they would win six in a row without Crosby. And as it turned out, without Malkin, without which Malkin. I was not privy to before I made well, no, you you so. were not, but so you know, and yeah, but, but Malkin was in the game they lost. Malkin was in the game, so coincidence? I don't. You can stop doing that now. Okay, just want to make sure I got a nice fresh piece. So where did we land this week? Okay, so this week Andrew went. Two wins and one loss. Still well above 500. Well above 500. He, he ended the week at 21 and 12 with 42 points. I Okay, hold up. I have won and lost just as many as the Penguins. I have as many points as the Penguins. You, you as the, have... As the Penguins. Not counting overtime losses. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got you. I, and that's, that's wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. You know. Golf clap for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Jim went yourself. You don't need to talk in the third person. Three and O. First time. First time this, this year. year. I've so, done it twice. Just saying. But so so Jim's record stands at twenty and thirteen, with two perfect guesses on the score, putting him at forty two points. Mm. So we are now tied. That's for a record. Uh, record wise, we're tied. However, you have more actual wins which actually i think gives you 
a slight edge. If it were to come down, if it if this were the easy. end, you would win the bet. I would win the pot because because you have more actual guesses correct. Yep. So yep. Uh, we'll see what happens. We got a, we got six games this week to 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 guess, and it should be fun to. And then we see have like half a month, out. right? And then all star break hits. Yes. Uh, so we're getting three close weeks. to the end of the uh, the the betting period. Here. The, the first round of betting. Yes. First round. So. Um, we are now, what are we, um, 33 games into the season, into the Penguins season, so we're very near, we're fastly, fastly, we're quickly approaching the, uh, uh, games-wise, the midway point of yep. the season, which is 41 games, and uh, we will see where the Penguins stand at that point. Um it's it's interesting that right now, uh, record wise, they're they're fourth in the division, first wild card spot, fifth in the conference, eighth overall in the league, uh, record wise, and so that's uh, that's good. That's a good place, I think, for them. I think that record speaks to our team and really Sullivan as a manager, just being able to have without as many injuries as we've had, with so many big names that have gone out over the course of this that he's on record. I think he could very well be put up for coach of the year. Well, and I think if it I think if the season were to end today, I think he'd be right and I think he'd be people would be talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh just what he's been able to do. Now, I I also think and I'll say this and I heard Sully say this a couple of weeks ago. The way this team is playing we should have a much better record than we do. Yeah. Because we've been we've been playing very well. We just haven't been getting rewarded. Um now we're gonna talk about um the Montreal game um in a minute. Um but we'll see we'll see where that goes. Well, let's jump into the predictions for this week. Okay, let's do. And since we're tied now, uh we'll go back and forth on this. All I right. will I will start. Okay. Uh Hang first first today Penguins at Columbus, Calgary. Excuse Cal- me, Calgary. Judas. Yes, this is our this is our West Coast Canada trip. We are going to Calgary, to Edmonton, oh, to Vancouver, Canada. Oh, Canada, and then uh, next week at Nashville. Um, and we've got Edmonton and Vancouver back to back nights, which really ticks me off. Okay, never mind. Personally, but yeah. um. I'll, I'll I'll preface my comments with this. I think the Ste- the Steelers. Let me try that again. I will preface my comments with this. I think that the Penguins tend to play very well north of the border. So when they go to places like Ottawa and Toronto and Montreal and especially on the West Coast, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, they tend to have very good games, very high scoring games. So uh, with that said, I believe that in this first game uh, on the 17th against the Calgary Flames, that the Penguins will win this game by the score of 4-2. to two. That is my prediction for that game. How about you, Andrew? All right, so I think the Penguins will win this. It's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tighter than what you said. Okay. Uh, they The Flames have won the last seven out of their last eight. Playing very good teams in Buffalo, Toronto, Arizona, Colorado. Their only loss was to Carolina. 
So I think the final score will be two to one. Penguins coming up on top. Okay. So let's move on to the twentieth at Edmonton. Connor McDavid. <clears throat> no Crosby. Yet. Not, not yet. Well. Maybe. No. Maybe. I doubt he'll be. I doubt maybe. he'll be back before Nashville. But go ahead. What What do you What do you see? Uh, this game coming down to. It's going to be tight again, mm-hmm. as was the last game against Edmonton. It will go into overtime with a score of 2-3. to three. Edmonton coming out on top. Ooh, okay. I have the Pens winning this game also in overtime by a score of 4-3. to three. And I had that written down before you said anything. Okay, okay. I'm I actually, I actually wrote these down before I came up here Good job. to do the to do the podcast. So, okay. So then we go to Vancouver, and this will end the first week before Christmas on the twenty first. Uh, that's Saturday, and they will play Vancouver again. This will be a Tanev v Tanev game, uh, Christopher versus Brandon. And it'll be a fun game to watch. I think the Peng- Penguins win this game 5-3. And I think they will be up 5-1, 5-2. And give up maybe one or two close uh, goals uh, near the end just to make it interesting. So that's how I think this game is going to go. Um, Brandon always likes to play tough against his brother. Um, I don't know if, if you remember seeing that game a couple weeks ago against the Canucks when Zach Aston Reese scored the game-tying goal. Tanev jumped into his arms and nearly broke his nose. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. But, I don't remember that. But anyway, go back and watch it. It's funny. But I, I, I'm calling Penguins 5-3 in that game. So you think they're going to win? I think they're going to sweep the Canadian road see, trip, eh? Sweep the Canadian road trip, yes. I just said Canadian road trip, eh? Yes, eh? I eh? do, eh? Okay, eh? <laughs> anyway, uh, I do too think, I do, I, I, I also think the Penguins are going to win this. Um, I think it's going to be a 7-5 victory. Whoa. I think we play Matt Murray against Vancouver, and that's why, the, you know. The, uh, well, know. see, now that, now you're thinking yeah. like... Just like because, a prognosticator. Thank you. And also because of the last affair that was so high scoring, I think it's going to be the same. Yeah, I think, I think it probably think could be. I think these two teams have goaltending issues. <laughs> Especially uh, Pittsburgh being on the back of a back-to-back. Okay. Playing their weaker goalie right now. And that's a statement right there. You heard me for it here. Murray's weaker than Joey. And that, that was... Stats bear that out for sure. Yes, sir. So do you want to take a break before we get into... Yeah, let's take a break and we'll take the second week of... Prognostications. Okay. So, welcome back to Penguin Stuff. We are in the middle of uh, predicting the next two weeks, and we have just finished the three games prior to Christmas break. And now we'll take on the three games after Christmas break, starting with at Nashville on the 27th. Nashville. Is it my turn to go first? Yes, it is. Okay, I will go first then. I think the Penguins will win this game. I think it'll be low scoring, and I think the final score will be 2-0. Okay, fair enough. Um, I actually have Nashville winning this game. Really? Simply because it is in Nashville. Um, 
and the crowd there is just nuts. I mean, they they are crazy people. Um, but I think Nashville, Nashville wins. I think Nashville wins this game four to two. I think. I think. I think. I think Murray will probably play that game because um, it's the first half of a back to back with Nashville then coming to Pittsburgh for the next game, and I believe. And nice segue there. I believe the Penguins will win the second game, five to three. I think the Penguins will also win the second game, with a score of three to two, three to two in overtime. And I think I, th- I think you're wrong. I think you'll play Jari on the road just because of Matt Murray's record on the road. It's not the greatest, and it's Nashville. So I think they'll start Jari and then they'll start Murray at home. Okay, and you think Murray's going to come out with an OT win? Yes. Okay. Good for you. Don't. I, I don't. Hey. I, I'm not hating anybody. Nashville's 14 and 12. Not doing so hot. No, they're not. And yeah, they're two of the best goalies in did, the league. Did, right you, now. did you check their record at home, though, versus their record on the no, road? No, I haven't checked their. Who do you take me for? But they have uh, Pittsburgh and them have. Pittsburgh and the Predators have two of the strongest goalies right now in the league. So Yes, they do. And Jari and. Rene. Rene. Yeah. Rene. 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 So then we come to the last game of the year for the Penguins, Ottawa Senators. Yes, sir. I go first this time, don't I? Yes, you do. <laughs> I think the Penguins will win. They're playing at home. Okay. They're very good at home. They're playing Ottawa. Who sucks? I think the final score will be 5-3. to three. To 2. To two. To, to, to one. To one. Five uh, to, to one. one? I don't like the thought of Jari giving up that many goals to Ottawa. To so. Ottawa? <laughs> Especially at home. So you say Penguins five to one. Uh, that's what I say. I also say Penguins. And the score I have written down here is five to one. Oh, gosh. Look, I'll even, I'll even show you so that you know I'm not lying. That's shocking. Shocking. Okay, so there you go. So Andrew has... Penguins, Edmonton, Penguins, 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 Penguins. Yes, sir. Jim has Penguins, 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 Nashville, Penguins, Penguins. So we both have them going five and one. We both have them going five and one. Ten points in this, uh, in this. No, you have them eleven points because you have them losing in overtime to Edmonton. Yeah. So you have a, a Penguins getting eleven points. I have Penguins getting ten. And time will tell. And we'll see where we are. So punishments coming over Christmas break and punishments after Christmas after break. Christmas break because we both you ha- I have them losing to Edmonton you have them losing to Nashville so one of us will have right one of us will get punishments both weeks right so speaking of punishments ah you thought I forgot I did you know let's raise the stakes here oh no I'm not gonna do that to you yeah 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 oh dude slap it right oh. on there on okay. Actually, I'm going to quickly pull out my camera to record this, and we'll put it on the Instagram. Yeah, guys, this is – for those of you with weaker stomachs, you're not going to want to um, – Don't mind the backdrop on the camera. You're, you're not going to want to see this. Look at that. Look at that. The forest of a leg. Oh, my gosh. Smash you, it on there, boy. You are going to you are going to hurt like crazy. I'm going to have to keep, like, portion of this up so I can actually grab it. Okay, Otherwise, I'm going to be – I'm gonna be yanking on your hair with my fingers. I don't want to do that. Okay. Okay. You ready? Three. Va. Go. Ooh. 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 That actually wasn't that bad, but you can see right there. Here, get a, get a picture of the smokes. 
Yeah. That's not actually that bad. It's not as bad it as it could burn be. As bad as it. It's not as bad know. as it could be. I think be. the duct tape may be a little any. Yeah. Anyhow, we that might was need the... to get it. We might need to get a good roll of duct tape, like maybe Gorilla Tape. So if you guys, here's a little segue. If you guys have any ideas for punishments, message Ooh, us. There you go on the social media at Penguin Sub Official on Facebook and Instagram. You know what we could do is we could have like a wheel, and th- they were stealing this from Dan Patrick's show. I know. But we could have like a wheel of punishment where we have like different punishments and then we spin the wheel and uh, my leg feels fresh. Like wheel unfortunate from Dude Perfect. Yeah, okay. We're stealing it. Okay. I don't know, maybe we'll come up with our own name though. Maybe yeah. The wheel The wheel of, of misfortune. The wheel of unsavory items of ingestion. We could have like nasty foods and we have No, to I don't do that stuff. No, we we should do that. I watch what I could put in my body. Anyway. I watch it go right through my fat, right through my fat mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. On to the games of this week. Penguins went two and one. Two and one this week. They only scored five goals this, or uh, not, not five goals. I'm sorry. They only scored one, two, three, four, six goals over those three games. And Brian Russ had three of those goals. Yes, he did. Fun fact: I was looking, and um, over the past five games that the Penguins have played, yes. Jake Gensel has had 16 points. In five games? In five games. That's amazing. Seven goals. That is outstanding. Seven assi- no, he has nine points. Excuse me. He has nine assists. He's our point leader. Sorry. Nine points. Seven assists, two goals. Two Sorry. goals. Two goals, seven assists. Brian but Russ that's still that's pr- yes. still awesome. Especially without Malkin and Crosby. Without Crosby for all five of those games. Without Malkin for two of them. Yes. So. So, um, so the first game uh, against Montreal... Um, I felt like after uh, winning five in a row that the Penguins were due to come crashing down. Not crashing down. That's not that's not exactly accurate. His def- uh, the defense let Jari out to dry on this one, especially in the third period, second period. That late Shea Weber goal with only 15 seconds left was horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the. I think it was the Tartar Tatar goal was also very very weak. Yes. He only and then the empty netter didn't go against him, but it was still gosh darn awful. I think earlier I said that the Penguins had won five in a row. They only won three in a row, but five out of the six. Yeah. Five out of the last. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the some of the goals that it wasn't a great game for Jari, uh, considering what we've seen him do against St. Louis and Arizona on the fourth and sixth of this month. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, he even gave up. I mean, for him to set the franchise record for shutout minutes, shutout minutes was incredible. Um, and then he came back the next night and just had a gem of a game. Um, now, the guy, Kopitar, on the other side in, in, uh, for Columbus, he was having a gem of a game. And it was really uh, unfortunate that either one of those goalies had to lose that game. But I'm glad it wasn't Jari. <laughs> um, Who? I'm glad it wasn't no, Jari. No, but what game were you talking about? The Columbus game. The one nothing overtime. What did you call him, though? Huh? What did you call the other goalie? Kopitar. It's not Kopitar. It's Korpisalo. Korpisalo. K- K- uh, what's his nose was as a Kings player? Kopitar is the Kings player. Yeah. Anze. Anze. Okay. Anyway, stick with the Montreal game, man. We're still talking about that. Okay. Oh, we're still talking Montreal. Still, okay. Still talking Montreal. Okay. Yeah, Montreal game. Gensel had the lone goal in this lone game. Lone goal in the game. With only like in three minutes into the game, he scored. Yeah. Which was crazy. And then we were shut out. And then the and then we're all thinking we're thinking, minutes. all right, here we go. We're gonna Another do it shutout. again. 
And uh, I think the reason that he was so he had such an awful game. I don't want to use awful. Awful is a strong word. Such a bad game was because he didn't. He took. He had a rest, and we had. He had four days of rest four between days games. We had two, so I don't think we were like as prepared for this game. I think that's gonna. That may be what happens in Calgary too. He, we may have a. Because we also have two good days off. We are used to playing. Game a after lot of game, game yeah. this at year. At least every other week, every other day. But that's the neat thing. That's what I like to see, though, because when you get in the playoffs, you are playing every other day. Yeah. Yeah, and and so... We're in that playoff mindset and already. And so, um, yeah, you're going to get that. But here's here's the thing about the Montreal game that was... Um, and and to a large degree, the Los Angeles game, too. But but in the, in the, in the Montreal game, we stopped playing defense. We got that one goal lead, and I think that the defense, especially the forwards, stopped playing defense. Mm -hmm. And the defenders started making some pretty poor decisions. Letang in In particular, yeah. Uh, And and again, not not to throw Letang under the bus because it wasn't necessarily all his fault. But at the same time, we've got to make better decisions as far as... And when you're a veteran player and wearing the captain and I think he's taken on the captain role with the loss of Malkin right now and Crosby mm-hmm. that you have to be setting the tone for the team and when you don't play well and when you don't when you start making some crappy decisions the rest of the team will follow suit and that's what is just not not good there's there's something about a leader that if he if he makes the right decisions then then the rest of the team will follow mm-hmm and I think this is this is part of the mantra that that Mike Sullivan has been hammering home to these guys over and over and over and over again, is that as leaders on this team, that when we make good decisions, and he keeps saying, play the game the right way, when we do that, we're going to win a lot more games than we lose. And, um, and I think that this team, even though... Our record is what it is. You know, we're we're fourth in our division, and and uh, you know we're not we're not seeing the production wins wise that we'd like to see. Um, I think those things are going to come, and when we see it gel, and hopefully that happens like sometime, like it really comes together in March, um, mid March, near the end of March. And we we roll into the playoffs, and that's gonna that's gonna look that's gonna look amazing. So that's where we're at. That's what we're looking at for um, at the at the Montreal game. And who is your player of the game? I don't have a player of the game. You don't have a player. What's your takeaway from that game? That we we can't play like that, especially coming off a break. That's okay. what that's what I saw. I already said it basically. Right. The breaks kill us, so we need to work. Our butts off, and it also could be the fact that we have been canceling our morning skates and our practices due to the fact that the guys can't stay healthy, healthy when we practice. <laughs> so that could be uh, one thing. And so there you go. I mean, a lot of my takeaways are the same as yesterday because last week. I mean, not yesterday because we're still playing the same way. We're playing the same way, and it's the same guys making plays. So okay, um, player of the game for me was Gensel. Um, so. There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Uh, we move to the next game. Columbus Blue Jackets. one nothing win this, for Pittsburgh. This one, I think I probably pooped myself <laughs> seven times during the game. 
Jari coming up big. The defense playing. This is a total Jekyll and Hyde situation. Yes. From the Montreal game to the Columbus game. Yes, agreed. Montreal, they were absolute garbage. And this game, they were playing. Only allowed 17 shots on goal. That's huge. That is huge. And it, it gave. They took away the weak. They blocked the weak shots. And that's what Jari said in his interview afterwards. He's like, the guys did a great job taking away the shots and allowing me to make the easy ones, the saves. But Columbus did have at least five or six high quality chances yes, they did. in this game. And Jari came up big for the team. So, Yeah. Um, Jari was my player of the game. I don't know how you... And, uh, and Rusto got the, uh, got the game-winning goal in overtime. So that was... That was sweet. Rusty Razor. Yep. I uh, Can we take a moment and appreciate Dan Potash's Christmas oh, sweater? Oh, my gosh. That guy. That game. Well, in the next game, too, I mean, they had two ugly sweater nights in a row on the 12th and the 14th. And, yes, both of them were just insane. Quality. But the first one was probably better than the second. The first one was better. But, but shout out to a random fan. Made the Instagram story. Had the ugliest sweater I have ever seen. Okay? It was blue. It was that hideous blue with the... The, the cannon on the front or something like that? No, well, I, think it it had a, I think it had a big C with a star behind it or okay, something it like that. that. Yeah. yeah. They had the cannon on the shoulder is what it was. The yeah, was yeah, on the shoulder. yeah, yeah. It was just hideous. gosh darn awful. Hideous. And if you guys don't know what we're saying, it's a Columbus Blue Jacket sweatshirt. Sweater, not sweatshirt. Sweater. Yeah. It's just... Awful. Ugliest of sweaters. Ugliest of sweaters. Takeaway for this. Yes. We don't need Crosby or Malcolm to win games. <laughs> and I'm serious. And a lot of fans out there are like, once Crosby and Malcolm leave, we're going to be bottom of the league, bottom, at least bottom of the division, 20 points a season, something like that. Yeah. It's like, no. no. If we can keep Rust, Rust is relatively young. Gensel's young. Keep Marino and... Keep the we young got guys. a lot of young pieces. I'm not Lafferty, Bandisi. They are guys who, while they may not score, they play hard. They make big plays, and when yep. the big guys are out, they step up and they destroy. In a word, yeah. They kept us in this game. They had a butt ton of shots on goal. Corpusello was just playing magnificent. Yes. So that's that's the takeaway. I mean, you already said you're playing the game, but yep, yep. And and, and the fact that this team. Uh, as it's constituted right now, um, today with the with the guys out who are out, um, as young as they are, and to be doing some of the things that they're doing is an amazing thing. And I just hats off to to the to the coaches and the, and the staff down in Wilkes-Barre because they're getting these guys ready to play mm-hmm. at the NHL level, and they're ready. And also the ability of Jim Rutherford, yes, to recognize talent yes. and to start. We got John Marino from. Anaheim for a sixth round freaking draft pick. Now, now listen, listen to this, and this that's is, not, and this is this sure is another is. thing. This is another thing for us to think about. Our first round draft pick, draft pick from this year, and I think our first round draft pick from last year, are still not with the team. They're still down in Wilkes-Barre developing. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I think as as great as it is, we still have a number of players in the pipeline who are ready to come up or who are going to be ready to come up when we need them, when more guys go down. And, and I say when because it just seems like this season in today's NHL even, I Wouldn't mean, it be injury wild is it. 
if we made the cup finals playing with <laughs> half a AHL roster? <laughs> well, we did that in 16. It's true. Yeah. So uh, it's, it, true. it's not it's not unprecedented. It'll it'd be fun to see. But yeah, it's it's really neat to uh, to see what they're doing. Yes. Um, so the last game of the week was the Los Angeles Kings in town. Uh, second ugly sweater day. Dan Potash wearing the uh, the abominable snowman of the north, uh, snow monster of the north, or whatever that is from Rudolph. Anyway, um, on to the Himalayas. <laughs> Uh, so here we are. Um, this game, a lot of emotions running from through this game. First of all, you start off at the end of the first period. You go on, holy crap, we're screwed. You like what happened to Jari? What happened to the defense? What happened to Chris Letang? Then, then we get through um, this. The next uh, about. 25 to 30 minutes of, of hockey, and we're going, okay, we're sitting pretty. We're up 4-2. 25 minutes. Yeah. And no, then, no, tw- not 25, sorry. 35 minutes. And then two quick goals at the end of the game. The last the, one was very questionable. Questionable. To say the least. Um, so, and then, so they tie it at four. We go to overtime. A lot of great chances in OT. I mean, Big time goaltending for for Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm talking Pittsburgh because because LA only definitely. had one shot in all of overtime. No, that's what I was saying. I was talking about Jonathan Quick. Big guy. He may have made mistakes, but he when the team needed him, he was like, "Come on, boys, get on the back." Yeah, he he had a he had an amazing game. Get him to overtime. Get him to the shootout. Yeah, and shootout then um, and then you you even said because this this shootout went four rounds. I did say I was like I I had a I, pre- a prediction uh, a dream shootout line <laughs> Gensel first McCann second Rusty third Rusty to close the door you know because Rusty has been playing out of his mind what Sullivan did and I know veteran I don't know if he played the like what is it called the old man card where he's like I've been here longer what is that called when you get special treatment because you've been there longer anyway. And he played Latang second. And I know Latang is great and he's awesome, but Rust, the way he's been playing. But fortunately, nothing happened. Jari came up big and well, all Rusty I'm... got his chance and first first shootout career chance. Yeah. First career shootout goal for Rusty. And it was a beaut. So so that would mean that Rusty in the shootout. Is one hundred percent yes, and he's one hundred percent on the ice all the time. I am. I am completely. I, I was. I was. I mean, when I saw the choices that Sullivan made to go out there for the shootout, I, I guess in in a lot of ways, I I understand. I mean, not understand. That's not the right word, but I guess I. <clears throat> he's the coach. He knows. I'm I'm gonna trust that he knows what he's doing. However, um, I think Rust has scored goals in almost every game he's played this season. Right? Let me get up the stats here real quick. He's at least scored points in every game he's played this season. Maybe not a goal. Okay, Brian Rust with a Y. Fun fact. He has played 19 goals games this season. He's got 12 goals, 
10 assists, 12, 22 points. He's averaging over a point a game. Yeah. and Plus and, 12. But, I mean, when this guy gets the puck on his stick, uh, there's probably not a goalie in the league that says, yeah, I want to face Brian Rust right now. Right now, definitely not. He's he is playing out of his gourd. He's on fire, this guy. Two goals in that L.A. game. Um, got the game winner uh, in the shootout. It's, I just, I don't know. Uh, if if L.A. had scored one on one of their first three and Rusty never got a chance, I'd have been really mad. I would have been very mad. I would have been really upset. But that didn't happen. We won the game. We did win the game. Jari came up big. Um, made on the shootouts. He made a couple of really nice saves. And then the last one was just kind of like, yeah, he just didn't like, have to do anything. I could yeah. win. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Woo! So uh, good week. Very Four good points week. out of possible six, and uh, that's good. That's good. That's good. It is good. Let's take a break. Penguin stuff is brought to you by nobody. We're not we're not sponsored yet. So if you guys are interested in sponsoring us, please email us at penguinstuffofficial at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and love to have you sponsor our show. We would love to do that. Uh, what what a sponsor basically is, this bot would be talking about what you are, what your product is, what you do as like, I don't know, whatever you're up to, we will discuss what, what we do and what we like about it. So if you are interested in sponsoring us, emails and now back to the podcast welcome back to the podcast we are going to talk about our power rankings there are some dramatic jumps and moves that i have (laughs) here wow in this game so who do you have at your number 10 position okay I will give you. You did do them, correct? Yeah, I will give you. I will give you ten, nine, and eight. Alrighty. Because ten, nine, and eight, they've all come down. Oh. They're all guys who were on the list last time and have come down. Okay. Um. Ten, nine, eight. From ten to eight, I have Marino, Latang, Malkin. Marino, Latang. Marino at ten, Latang at nine, Malkin at eight. Put Latang at nine for this particular reason. I don't think he's playing particularly good defense. No, I sure. think he's I think he's taking way too many chances. I think he's he's doing things that are, are probably um, as we said earlier, um, kind of a, a bad example for the rest of the team. I five hundred percent agree with you. You what? I five hundred percent. Okay. Agree. Okay. Good. Yeah, don't worry. Um, and the, and Malcolm's down. Malcolm's down to eight simply because he's not. He's he hasn't not playing. playing. Yeah. Who was your number 10? Marino. Marino, okay. Uh, here's my 10, 9, 8. I have Pedersen at 10, Marino at 9, and Bluger at 8. And here's why. Bluger could probably be moved up to 7, actually. We're going to do that, actually. Well, Bluger actually made your list. Bluger didn't make my list, and here's why. I was re-watching. Wait, you're moving Bluger up one? I'm moving Bluger up to 7 and Malkin down to 8. Okay. Malkin was at 7. And so I'm, I'm just going to talk about Bluger here. Because um, Malkin, there's not really anything to talk about Malkin about. But Bluger is at on my list, and he's at 7. Because of the 
the things he has done stepping up, especially in the Columbus and the Kings game that he did. He had a great screen in the Kings game that eventually got called back, the Tanov goal, mm-hmm. goal, I'll say. And then in Columbus, he had five, six good scoring chances during the game. He probably averaged at least 33% of our shots. And he just he couldn't find the net in that game. I think he right. could have if Corpusala wasn't playing as well as he was. Well, well, Bluger wound up getting a goal in the Kings game. He wound up playing in the Kings game, not Columbus. Right, right. He did. He got the third goal, the game, the go-ahead goal, which eventually... Right. Anyway, but that's why he's at eight, seven now. Who's your number seven? Uh, well, I, I actually put Bluger at six. Okay. And for many of the same reasons. Um, I have Simone at seven. Simone, okay. I, I was struggling putting him up there, but... Um, so Simone actually jumped in my poll from 10 to 7. I think, and again, I said it last time, I put Simone at 10 simply because I think he's doing the right things. He's just not getting rewarded with putting the puck in the net. He, there was, I was re-watching the recap, and he, he's so, he's quick with his mind. Yes. He thinks so smart. He, he was bringing the puck in on the far side from, like, uh, left side of the ice, and he shot, he, he threw it in. He knew he wasn't going to score. He, it was a pass off the pads to Bluger in front who took it, and he had a beautiful scoring chance. Yeah. And Corposalo came up big. And it was just, oh. And he does so many smart things with the puck and, yeah. Yeah. So that that's why I have Simone at seven, and then Bluger at six, which I already told you about. Who's your six? Six is Jack Johnson. He was not on my list at all, and he just jumped up. Tanger's not on the list. So he kind of took Tanger's well, I, spot. I, I, I knew that when, when your first uh, when your top three were Pedersen, Marino, and Malkin, mm-hmm. or your bottom three. The, Johnson and Marino and Pedersen, I think right now, are our top three defensemen on the team. With Dumo being out, Schultze not playing as well. With Chris Letang not playing as well. So you're, you're saying that these are our three best defensemen, defensive defensemen. Defensive defensemen. Okay. Yes. I, I agree with that. They're, they're smart. They keep <clears throat> the puck in deep. Johnson has... Shocked my pants off this year yeah. with everything he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's gotten so much better, and I think it may have something to do with him getting his original number back. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But him wearing three, him also being on his right side. Last mm-hmm. year we had him playing yep. on his offhand yep. the, like, almost the entire season, and that could be. And also, segue, I, Tanger with the, not death of Doomlin, but the injury of Doomlin, he's playing his offside. Right, which could explain why he's not doing be. as well, and the it fact that Dumoulin's just not there. Yeah, because with Dumoulin being there, he has the ability to be risky because right. he knows Dumoulin's right. got his back. Now it's a different mindset to be like, okay, I have can't do that, and he's playing with Marino, who's a lot like him. Right, so it's dangerous. the The thing that I've been seeing over, and it wasn't so much this week as it was last week, but I I was seeing. When we when we had the the three straight games that we won last week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. In those games, there were uh, there were a lot of times when the defensemen activated and went in to try and score. Every time that a defenseman went in, one of our forwards came back and covered. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's and I know someone said this on on one of the social media. Um, one of our social media outlets, they just they commented and said that's hockey 101. If a defenseman goes in, one of the forwards has to come back back and play defense. But we hadn't been doing that, yeah. and so as a result, we've been giving up a lot of odd man rushes. 
and we're, that's not happening now. Mm-hmm. I think I think that the I think that the the forwards know, or, or at least they're beginning to buy into the fact that hey, if if Tanger or Marino or Johnson or Schultz, they all go in. If they go in, we got to get back. One of us got to get back. And sometimes it's two of them getting back, which is which is good in the sense that you're not going to get you're not going to give up an odd man rush unless they throw like the perfect pass. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think Johnson is not on my list. I'm just going to say that. But um, he's a, he's a really I can't I can't disagree with you. Guy, I can't honestly. disagree with you. I can't disagree with you. Yeah. Um, number five. Go ahead, you. I have Dominic Cahoon. That's who you had last week. I did have him last week. He stayed. Uh, we didn't have many jumps <coughs> in the top few guys. Except I think you know who's going to be up there in number th- uh, top three. But uh, Cahoon's number five and Tanev is number four. And there's no real reason about it except that they've been doing all the right things. They've had shots. Yeah. It's just... In the Kings game, not as much. But the especially... The uh, Montreal game and the Columbus game, the goaltenders were just playing okay. well. And so that's why I... I have I have uh, Tanev at five. I have Cahoon at three. Really? Yes. Who's number four? Jared McCann. Okay. I think he's still playing well. Okay. He's not getting the goals production. But I, what I see... Again, he's he's one of those guys who can go in and mix it up. He's one of those guys who's not afraid to to get his nose dirty in front of the net or, or to shoot. Um, and when he shoots, it's usually on net, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, okay. McCann at four, Cahoon at three. Who's your three? Brian Rust. Really? He's number three on my list. He moved up four. He came back from injury, <clears throat> Yep, I think, last week. In the St. Louis game, I think. Anyway, he came back. He and he he took I think a game and a half to get rebooted. He puttered at the start, coming back from injury, and he has just been beast mode the last two games, and I love it. I do too. He's a guy that every time he gets a puck, I I just get all tingly. <laughs> It's just and not you have a man crush, Andrew. Kinda okay. Then not not because he's a hot guy or he is, but he, he does have a pretty epic mustache. He does. He has the mustache. He has everything, and he's just okay. He is a great hockey player, and he just he uh, makes me happy. Does anybody else out there think that Zach Aston Reese is kind of uh, Brian Rust's little protege? Protege. Because of okay. his little mustache that he's got there too, Kinda. going anyway. Anyway, he just he. I think I think. You think? Yeah. Anyway, he has the potential to be a Brian Rust. Yeah, he could. Exactly. He could. Okay, so um, yeah, I already gave you my three. Who's your two? Just a minute. I want to go back to Brian Rust. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more Rust. All Rust, all the time. Rust is my top three. He is Rust, one, two, three. Rust, anyway, Rust. No, I think the reason he's doing so well this year is the departure of Phil Kessel. He saw a hole that needed to be filled, and he was like, I'm going to take ownership, I'm going to take leadership out of this team, and I'm going to take his spot. Phil Kessel wasn't a captain. He wasn't anything, Yep. but he was a leader. Yeah. On and off the ice, I think. And I think Russ has just taken that and filled that role, and he's just like, I'm the new Phil Kessel in town. So I agree. I think that is one reason he's feeling so comfortable. And I, I think it could be the reason Jack Johnson is feeling 
feeling so comfortable. I think that's the reason a lot of these players are feeling doing stuff we didn't see last year. I think Phil Kessel maybe had a negative energy. And the fact that maybe he was so good intimidated people. It's and so possible. they were like, I'm not going to do the best. And I think this this squad right now is very special, the way they all click and clack together. Yeah. It's really cool. Anyway, number two. My number two is Brian Rust. Brian Rust moved up to number two. Nice. Where was he on hold your list last, on. last week? My number two. Uh, last week, Rusty was at six. He jumped to number two. And again, for many of the same reasons that you you said, um, he has been just playing out of his mind. Um, is Jari still your number two? Jari is my number two. Okay. Yeah, Tristan Jari at number two. He's just been... He had a rough game against Montreal and honestly against the Kings. But I think his defense just let him down at times. And I think he's one of the guys that if he gives up one goal, his mindset gets thrown off if it's a bad goal. Yes. If it's a decent goal like in the Kings, but that second goal against the Kings was literal trash. Yes. IMO. But and so I think he just he's got to get that mentality that even if he gives up a bad goal, he needs to bounce back and just and I think he did against the Kings. So there you go, number two. And I think our number one is probably the same as he has been number one the past. Number four one in weeks. your programs and number fifty nine in your program, but number one in your heart. Jake. Jake Gens- Gensel. Yes. Yes. And uh there's no reason to talk about it. Like it's Jake. He's making big Jake is Jake. points. Big Big, big goals, plays, big, big times. Goals. And it just goes to show you he can do stuff without Malkin. He can do stuff without Crosby. He can do stuff himself, and he has the ability to make everyone else around him better. Much like Sid. Much like Sid. Yeah. Sid. Yeah. So, um, and you may notice a name wasn't on my power ranking. I didn't have McCann at all. On I, I saw that. I noticed Did you see that? that. I don't know if you noticed that. I just you, you might have you might have had McCann if you hadn't put the goalie on there. Uh, yeah, probably. And also, he kind of slipped my mind. I mean, he was at six. I think Pedersen and Marino and Malkin has even been playing better than no I'm just kidding but <laughs> no it's just he, he hasn't impressed me at all This something happened I think Crosby's injury has something to do with it he was playing I think you're right well with the guys he was on the line I don't remember who was on his line but he was playing well with the line mates he had and the fact that we've had to shuffle things up so heckin yeah. much yeah I think that's getting to him I, I said that last week I think that he just needs to he needs that consistency of the guys around him, and it's just not there this week. This these weeks, yeah, these past few weeks. So, oh, well, that's the power rankings for today, and that is the podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you have something you want to say or something uh, that you want to tell us about, feel free to hit us up on the email at penguinstuffofficial at gmail.com. or you can comment on this podcast. Just click that little speech bubble thing next to the heart if you're on mobile. I don't know where it is on uh, PC, but just find the little comment and leave us a little comment there. Or you can find us on social media at Penguin Stuff Official on Instagram and Facebook. We do hope that you have a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. And we will talk to you later. Let's go, Pens. Bye, guys. (laughs) 